Hello. Welcome to Be the Evidence podcast. Susan Grace and I are so grateful that you are here. There are a couple of announcements that I want to go over before we get into the good stuff, the conversation at hand. Susan and I have created an amazing, amazing community out of the conversations that we've had on the podcast. We're nearing almost 100 episodes, and from the conversations we've had, we created BeTheEvidence.Live, www.BeTheEvidence.Live. It's a community platform that's really amazing and life-changing. In our community platform, you get access to text message notifications on changing astrology, whether it be Mercury going into retrograde or there's a new shift in energies because of the moon moving into a new station. Um, There's also presence practices within the community. There's an actual live forum where you can be part of a conversation that goes on daily with community members on how they are choosing to be the evidence in their own worlds and things that they're finding helpful. Um, And there's a constant conversation happening with pop-up live calls where we are doing tarot readings or astrology overviews. And then you have access to our weekly live calls where all community members can come on and you can access Uh, the energies for the coming week or the energies of the coming month. So those happen every single week and are extremely helpful. We also record extended podcasts for all of our members. After each podcast that Susan and I record, there tends to be a theme that we become aware of. And so we take that theme and apply it to um, all 12 sun signs. So all members at BeTheEvidence.Live, gain access to these extended podcasts that are not up for anybody else. Beyond those offerings, Susan and I are really present within Facebook and with our Instagram followings. We also individually and collectively offer readings for individuals. So you can book Susan or myself, Aubrey, um, to do an individual reading, or we do them together, which is a real lot of fun, honestly. So if that's something of interest to you, please make sure you email us. Know that we're working on new ventures that should be here within the next month, and we are really grateful for all of you who tune in and listen to this conversation. If you find it valuable, if there's things that apply to you, if there's feedback that you would love to give, we would greatly appreciate it, especially if you could share us, um, if you could rate us in iTunes that makes a humongous difference in our world or whatever platform you're listening to us. No matter what, we're really grateful that you're here, that you're showing up, and that you're choosing to be the evidence of new consciousness in your own worlds. Thank you. God. Now listen, I want to be cautious about this. All right. We still have to get it. It's still stationary. Right. Okay. It's still sitting on Neptune. It still has to get out of shadow. Right. I'm not trying to like put a damper on the party. 
you will feel some relief, but come on, we got to get out of the lake. You know, <laughs> right? Like if you're drowning in the lake <clears throat> and you get your head above water and you're like, oh, fuck, I can breathe. Okay. You, you, well, you still got to get out of the lake. Right. Right. And you still have socks on and shoes and you shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't be wearing socks and shoes in the lake. All right, it's still gonna feel kind of heavy, but yes, it's coming. Good, relief is necessary, I think. How have you been doing with this Mercury in retrograde? I feel like I'm drowning in karma. Mm. It's only been in the last maybe 12 hours that I've learned to float I've learned to be like okay this is what we're doing I was fighting it like if, you, if, if you're I don't know if you've been in the ocean I don't know if you've been in the ocean of course you've been in the ocean what am I talking about yeah <laughs> when, you, when you're in the ocean and you get overwhelmed with the big wave there's there's an instinctual pull to fight it you start going, oh, fuck, I'm going to drown. But then if you get underneath the wave or if you let the wave recede, you learn to relax and become buoyant. Mm -hmm. Or at least use your flailing to go upwards towards the air bubbles. Right. Right? There's a certain amount of grace that's involved in not drowning yeah i've learned that at the very end of mercury retrograde and neptune i wish i had uh been so graceful at the beginning mm -hmm. it makes me think about childbirth right of like how when you're in resistance to the contractions it makes them feel even worse and then like there's this brink in childbirth where you feel like you know i'm legitimately gonna die i'm not gonna make it through this <laughs> done it's not gonna happen <laughs> I'm gonna see the other side, and then, um, and then you like—it's just this beautiful process of giving it into it, right, and allowing it to have its way with you, to re, re give you a rebirth, a rebirth in a way that you couldn't foresee, which what requires such vulnerability and allowance. <clears throat> Allow it to have its way with you. Mm -hmm. I've used that phrase over and over and over again in the context of big energies just let it and that's a difficult thing to talk about as a feminine energy to let something have its way with you mm -hmm. when you're like no but some things should some things should guide you some things know better than you. Some things humble you. Mm -hmm. Some things have lessons that you need to calm down and listen for a second. Right. And that's hard to admit sometimes when you're trying to um, come out of um, suppression into liberation. Like how, how do you open up to there is still something 
bigger than me that's in control when you're trying to liberate yourself. Yeah, like, I mean, I think it's like that conversation of like, how do you let go of reactivity, right? Because it's that piece about like, how do you fight oppression? Well, you react to it. You try to overcome it, right? Like you try to minimize it um, in varying ways, but you're reacting to it. And to use the allowance as, you know, it's like a, um, using the allowance as a vehicle to make changes. It's like the practice of silent meditation, right? Or, or like silent protest where you just show up and you're not fighting against, you're not actively engaging in the physical violence, but your presence is choosing to create a new vibration because you're simply in allowance of like, yeah, other people are choosing violence, they're choosing oppression, and I'm choosing to be an allowance of myself and not participating in a reactive manner. It's a very intense point we're at when Mercury retrograde is hovering around Neptune and Pisces and Sun and Chiron are having a discussion in Aries. It's as above and so below. It's grace and forgiveness and mercy and hardcore humanness happening at the same time. How do you marry the two? Right. And I've, I've really been spending a lot of time thinking about that. How do you not give over your will and your drive and your ability to stand up for yourself, but also understand that there's a higher purpose, a higher mission, mm -hmm. a higher vibration that has its own agenda too. Mm -hmm. How do you have both? And I think it's, I think it, I think, okay, I think, I don't know, I think that there's a negotiation that has to happen where our raw humanness, our raw drive has to elevate enough to be like, okay, I'm open for discussion. And I think that our higher self has to say, I understand you are still human and I'm open for discussion so the two can join and be on the same mission and understand where the two are coming from. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. I think, I mean, do you think it's possible? I do, but it's almost like I'm seeing like, um, uh, so like when I go out rock climbing and bouldering in the mountains, you can see the layers of rock that have built up, right? Like you visibly, you can see that there's one layer upon another layer upon another layer upon another layer because the color, the distinction changes, right? And it, it's like that feeling to me of like, I think it's possible, but it also requires this movement of layers interacting with one another that like, it's not, I guess what I'm getting at is, is like, it doesn't feel like it's an all or nothing option, right? Like it's that you, your humanness comes in at one level and then it connects with your um, sacredness. And then again, at another level of your humanness. And then again, with your sacredness, like it's this pulling and stitching back together. Um, at least that's how it is showing itself. I'm finding that our divinity never gets tired. Mm 
Mm -hmm. It's our humanness that does. Right. Our humanness is like, fuck it, I'm out. And I think that's really important to notice about Aries season. Aries is raw humanness. Like, really, Aries is about being like, I'm totally fucking in. And also being like, fuck it, I'm out. Mm -hmm. It's both. And, and neither is wrong. Right. Neither is wrong. You're having your solar return. How are you, how are you feeling about being in Aries right now? Whenever you have the pool of Mercury retrograde at Neptune and Pisces. Is it a weird solar return for you? It is a weird solar return. I've not been really <laughs> enjoying it yeah. entirely. Um, but I think it's like really interesting too that the piece about like your humanness gets tired. I think our humanness gets tired because we're not living a life full of full empassionment. We're not fil- living life in full allowance of our divinity. We only do it in small subjects, sub sub particles of it. Like it's always in these small moments or coincidences um, or experiences that we are like fully combined and married to our divinity and to our sacredness. And I think that's part of the reason why our humanist gets so exhausted and says, fuck it, I'm done, is because we're not fully uh, married in alignment with that sacredness of our lives. Because if we were, then we would live very passionate, very lit up lives where we would always feel in alignment, um, awakened, like vivacity for what is happening, what is taking place in the world. We would have enough momentum like our divine selves do to show up fully in our authenticity. That sounds like the tortured soul of an Aries. <laughs> no, seriously, like, like the, the way that you get super lit up you want it to last mm-hmm. and you don't know how to make it last. Yep. It's true. <laughs> no, I'm asking you, does that feel like, does it feel like that 12 months out of the year or just during airy season? 12 months out of the year. Really? It feels like it's more exasperated and during airy season for sure. But like it's um, those fleeting moments. It's like those moments that you're always trying to grasp onto and they fleet through your hands. It's like holding sand that it's gone through your hands too quickly. And you're like, well, I'm pretty sure I was just holding sand, wasn't I? But then it's gone. Mm. Like you're trying to grasp it back over and over again. Like, how do you hold that passion? There's so much wisdom in that. And, and first of all, there's wisdom in looking at Aries and not criticizing Aries and being like, oh, that's just how you are. And understanding you're like, I don't want to be this way. Right. I don't want to be this way. Right. I don't want it to be fleeting. Yep. And so we have a lot to learn from Aries people about how do you mitigate that? How do you keep going? How do you keep the fire alive? I, I would say, and tell me if I'm wrong and you won't hurt my feelings if I am wrong. I would say go the opposite sign. I would say go to Libra. Of find the beauty, find the balance, find the harmony, find the flow, find the art, find the love. And that is the tide that binds and keeps it going forward. I could be wrong. 
No, I completely agree. Why do you think I have to get out and hike in the woods every single day? It's for this very thing of like, I have to keep, um, and it's like filling up my cup, right? Of, and this is not even just pertinent, I think, to that Libra energy, but also to that North Node looking at cancer of how do you take care of yourself? Well, a lot of times self-care looks beautiful. It makes you feel beautiful. It makes you feel like you're surrounded in a manner that you're able to see the love of humanity, the love of interconnection, of how the earth is showing up, right? And the same thing happens with arts and it's all a form of self-care. And I, I agree with you completely. That's what keeps the fire stoked. I, I often say this about fixed signs because I am a fixed sign. And so therefore I'm very fixed and self-centered. Um, but I think it's also true about the other sign. Like you guys are cardinal signs. Mm -hmm. I think it's true about you too, that you need the squares and oppositions within your tribe to grow. Yep. Right. Like you just, you just said you need cancer. Yep. Right. As an Aries, you need the square to cancer to force you to self care. The other square is to Capricorn where you have to force yourself to make decisions so everything doesn't feel as flighting. And I'm not dictating how this is. I'm postulating. And if I'm wrong, then tell me. Right. Um, and then the opposition to Libra would be fine beauty and harmony and flow. The, your other cardinal signs force you to grow. Is that accurate? Completely. Completely. And it's really interesting because I think, well, I also have Capricorn moon. So I have a tendency to attract a lot of Capricorns in my life because of that. Of like, Really? Yeah. Uh, my best friends from my whole entire life have always been Capricorns. Um, I think it's completely true. I, I mean, that's a whole other conversation about like why I don't have more Libra energy around me, but. <laughs> oh, that is. Oh, I want to dig into that. <laughs> <laughs> Your opposite side. I know. Um, <laughs> I think that that's really true, but I also think that like that points to this larger conversation, which is like, how do you find balance, right? Like if, how do you find balance no matter what your sign is or where your placements are? How do you just find balance with life when the emotions are high, when the karma is dictating like what is going on around you, when you're feeling lost in a lake, right? Like how do you find balance to keep your fire alive, to keep grounded into the earth and feel like you've got two feet on the ground and you can handle what comes at you and make decisions? And also like lean into new concepts, new ideas, new ways of being in the world and truly growing your, your person, your humanness. Right. So again, we're Mercury retrograde at Neptune, right? Mercury's going to go direct. We're recording this on the 27th, but when this goes up on the 28th, it will go direct, but it's still going to have to get momentum. Okay. Like everybody had patience. It's not going to be instant. Mercury's not going to get out of shadow until the 16th of April. So calm down. Right. right? Um, while sun is coming off of Chiron and Aries, it's as above and so below. We're forced into a position of having to balance. How do you balance your ethereal nature with being densely human mm -hmm. and reactive? 
Is that easy? No. I mean, I think maybe it's gaining. I'm, uh, what I'm aware of is that I'm, the older I get, the more I find ease in it. And that doesn't mean like ease in that it comes naturally to me, but it's more that I'm fighting less against it. I think at one point in time, I was in such resistance that I would do anything in my power to escape that density, to, dis to escape that contrast, which is obviously not in alignment with balance. But I think the older I get, the more I lean into, okay, this may not feel comfortable, but I can still choose a state of ease by making sure I'm journaling, by getting into the woods, by doing art, like by having conversations with friends. Like I can still choose things that I know help me find balance in a way that like feels easier than it once did. Because I'm, I'm putting down that weight of like, oh, I've got to fight this. I've got to resist it. I've got to change it, right? I feel like the next wave of people going through their midlife transits are going to do it not as clunky mm. as my generation yep. and the generations before me. Yep. Like you guys are learning early how to um, accept being humbled, how to get into the flow of what is, mm -hmm. while also maintaining the fire of standing against what you're wanting to take down mm -hmm. right like you guys are learning wisdom while maintaining your youth of standing against what will not serve anymore at the right. same time that didn't happen in my generation mm -hmm. it might have happened around <clears throat> uh generations that are older than me around war mm -hmm. when we had war or the great depression that that might have happened i would have to talk to people older than me to understand that fully right. but i suspect it has happened before especially in the western world um i i think that in probably in war-torn countries in countries where there's extreme desperation <clears throat> happening that happens naturally. So if people coming up now are learning um, how to navigate a faltering world while holding the torch of hope and peace at the same time, it's probably long overdue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I think that we spoke about this off mic about um, Mars going into Gemini and like thoughts speeding up, right? Like about how... That'll be on the 31st, by the way, for people who are listening. Thank you. Um, about how I think this, the capability of finding a new way and finding balance and approaching no matter where you're at in like your life cycle with new ideas, new thoughts about who you are, how you want to show up in the world, what kind of world do you want to see? Like that requires some real like diligence with thinking, right? But it also requires some real recognition of like, what are your actual strengths? Like I think we're so often we are 
we look at like, well, this is what's wrong with me. This is my downfall. It's like you said a couple of minutes ago when you were like, well, this is how Aries is, right? Like it could be like how Aries is and make them bad for being that way. Or you can look at it for like, what is the teaching here? This is how you show up and like, what is your true strengths? Because those strengths can dictate a new way of being in the world, a new way of perceiving yourself, but also like those are the things that like call us back into knowing our worth and our value, especially when we're like inundated with all these big emotions, with this watery feeling, with the feeling of like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like returning to figuring out where do I feel worthy? Why do I feel worthy? Where is my value? How, what are my strengths here to do? Can help use that, like that propelling motion. Like that, that's the Aries fire to me of like, all right, this is how you fan the flame. When you are in your worthiness, when you're in your divinity, when you're in your sacredness and you know your value, then you're more likely to be able to sit and make those changes within the world, in your community and the hum and humanity, right? Within the world and your community and humanity. Aries is often uh, put into uh, a corner about being the first sign of the, the Zodiac and therefore not very developed. And that's fucking horseshit. It's horseshit. Mm -hmm. You don't understand how to be active in the world until you understand your humanness. Right. <clears throat> the wisdom of Aries is about who am I? Who am I? Right. And therefore go out into the world and apply that. Mm -hmm. Go out into the world and apply that. If, if you're, I mean, we can apply this to all fire signs. If you're an Aries or a Leo or a Sagittarius and you're like, I'm just going to think about how amazing I am and stop there. Well, you're being self masturbatory. Mm -hmm. That's what you're doing. That's not the intent of the fire energy, right? The intent of the fire energy is to let it roar, to let it go, to let it spread, to let it set the world on fire, figure out who you are and then go, holy shit, who are you? Right. And who are you? And who are you? How can I help you? How can I, Aries is the defender of vulnerability. Mm -hmm. I will declare it for the next eight years. While Chiron is an Aries, I will declare it myself if I have to by myself. Mm -hmm. The intent of Aries is to defend vulnerability. You are a warrior and you stand as a bodyguard to vulnerability. That's who you are. Yep. And therefore, show me your vulnerability and I will stand in front of you. But don't you think that starts with defending your own vulnerability? Absolutely. Doesn't that require you going, how am I vulnerable and willing to be, to protect it? Yeah. I mean, I think that it, I, I feel like I'm an interesting subject to ask that question to right now. Um, because, <laughs> because of the fact that like, not only am I an Aries, but I'm also, uh, an intuitive, right? Like I sit with people, I help people sit with their own vulnerability. And I, so I am speaking on both sides of the spectrum where I'm like, at one point in time, I sought to help guide people in their vulnerability and their growth and their change because it meant that I didn't have to access mine. 
it didn't meant that I didn't have to sit in with mine as much as I did, right? Um, I could use it for a purpose. But as I've been in this field, as I've sat and had the honor to be with people, the more I realized that the depth of my ability to protect people's vulnerability, to house it, to listen to it, to um, witness it, is directly related to how willing I am to house, witness, hear, feel, receive, allow my own vulnerability, my own places of suffering, my own story of how things have gone wrong and how I've participated in the shame that I've carried, that I am not really um, helpful unless I'm able to do that first within my own humanness. I've noticed when you and I do joint readings together, you and I do readings together for people where we give readings for people at the same time, yep. which is fucking magic. It I is. Love it every time. Anything else besides it's magic. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that whenever you get folded in, when you're folded into what we're talking about, man, you are, you, 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 it's like you, it's like you have the way that I see you whenever you channel mm-hmm. is you've got two iron spears in both hands and you're like, and this is what I'm going to tell you now. And it's like, oh, wow, here it comes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> really? It's, it's not, it's not sappy. It's not, it's not uh, a wet noodle. Right. It's like, and this is what I'm getting now. Mm-hmm. And, and when I, by definition, it's you and me and, and, a, and a third person. Right. Me and the client are like, here it comes. Holy shit. Yep. Yeah. It's beautiful. Thank you for that reflection. <laughs> I just get out of the way and allow it to come through. So I'm like, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Aubrey. I don't know. I think it's more than that. <laughs> It could be, (laughs) but I really think like it's a beautiful way to like, it's that piece about like, how do we come into ourselves, right? Like how do we own our stories and how do we use those stories to clean up our karma and to clean, help participate in a new realm of humanity? I really think that that's like, it requires us to make that karmic decision that you were talking about before with like mercury and retrograde of I'm willing to be done with how I've hurt myself. I'm willing to be done with the ways that I haven't tapped in or allowed my own vulnerability. I'm willing to be done with the stories that I've created about how I'm wrong, no matter what I am, right? Like how I, there's something inherently that needs to be minimized about me in order to be accepted, how I have to fit in. Like how, where we get to those places where we're willing to say, you know what, I'm actually done with this story and I don't want to ever hear it again. It doesn't need to come back. That book can now go to the library and somebody else can pick it up because it's not mine. I've been feeling like that's an invitation to transcendence, honestly. Yep. And I'm not even trying to sound transcendent (laughs) when I say that. Um, like I, I've been talking about how I just got my bike out of the shop. And at first when I got on my bike, I didn't go very far <laughs> because I haven't ridden in a long time. 
Um, but I went a long time yesterday. Awesome. I mean, I went past the point where I even knew where I was. That's awesome. And I happened upon a field where children were playing. Mm -hmm. Had I not gone that far, I wouldn't have found it. Mm -hmm. And I stopped and I sat down on the bench and I just watched the children play. Mm -hmm. And that feels very much like Aries and Pisces to me. Mm -hmm. Of be very human and see what kind of divinity appears. Mm -hmm. Because it will. Because it will. If you're willing to be even more human past the point where you're like, oh, I'm sick of this shit, right? If you're willing to go even further and be like, fuck it, let's see what happens. Something will happen. That marrying, the marrying between, and I, and I do mean marrying, M-A-R-R-Y-I-N-G, marrying between let life show up and be human at the same time, you could see children appear laughing in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, that's where the magic resides. It is yeah. amazing. 